couple of heavyweight fights in week 13. The San Francisco 49ers beating the Miami Dolphins, but lost at the same time their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, broken foot. He's going to be done for the season. Brock Purdy, Baker Mayfield now on the market, getting cut by the Carolina Panthers. Another heavyweight fight with the Bengals beating the Kansas City Chiefs. We've got an injury to Lamar Jackson. We've got the return of Deshaun Watson. All that and more coming up on this episode of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you do is you pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. So much to get to today from week 13, Matt. Uh, but we've got to start with the San Francisco 49ers. 33-17 win over the Miami Dolphins, and it was Brock Purdy early in this, too. In the first quarter, Brock Purdy had to go win this game for the 49ers, Matt, and um, he was able to do it. And 33-17, the final Jimmy Garoppolo in the first quarter breaks his foot. Turns out he's going to be done for the season. The 49ers have already picked up Josh Johnson. Uh, there's there's so much to take away from this game. I guess we'll start with the game just because. Sure, it's a good one. There's two playoff teams, both eight and four now. And the 49ers defense, it was the question with this was, okay, 49ers defense, uh, can they stop a powerhouse offense like the Miami Dolphins? Because they played some bad offenses recently. And the last time they faced a really good offense was Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes put up 44 points on the 49ers. That was not the case in this one. 33-17, there was two big hitters for the Dolphins, and that was just about it. They yeah. made Tua look as bad as he's looked all season. Yeah, that was my impression as well. I'm sure, obviously, you studied every snap. Don't worry, Bengals fans, your time's coming. But we do have some quarterback news that's going to trump the, you know, the biggest games. But this is right behind Bengals Chiefs for me in terms of impact on the league. Um my takeaways were kind of like you said, I mean, eight rushing attempts for Miami. The Niners just dominating time of possession as well as the turnover situation. I feel like I haven't given your buddy Nick Bosa enough credit. I think Bosa and Parsons are neck and neck for defensive MVP, and I don't even know who number three is at this point. I mean, they're playing at unbelievably high levels right now. Um, I thought pass rush was a huge aspect of this game as well. I mean, Armstead being out can't be the only reason the tackle situation to, you know, to, to pass this off for Miami. This is something to worry about. And then they blitzed Purdy like crazy from what I saw. And he held up well enough, made some throws, you know, considering the situation he was thrown into. Really impressive situation. Win for the Niners. But, of course, the question looms, you know, is this sustainable? Where do you go from here? We already got tweets. What, what, when's Trey Lance coming back? You know, <laughs> Baker Mayfield gets released about half an hour ago. Is, is he going to San Francisco? So, really interesting. What do you think? Well, just let's focus on Brock Purdy because he got the first opportunity and he will sure. get 
the next opportunity. He'll start next week, no matter what the 49ers do. And they've already signed Josh Johnson, who's on his third or fourth stint with the 49ers. I don't know if they can like, uh, you know, chip away the the sign on his personal parking spot and then see the name <laughs> underneath whatever other name. His career is amazing. It's unbelievable. By the way, <laughs> and so he goes back to the Harbaugh era with the 49ers. He was Jim Harbaugh's college quarterback. I know, I know. University yeah. of San Diego. And, He's played for uh, like 20 teams. It's amazing. It is totally amazing. And so, but he knows the offense and he knows a lot of offenses. And mm-hmm. he was on the practice squad of uh, the Denver Broncos. The Niners were able to just snatch him up and, and sign him right away. They, they, they might have signed him during the game. <laughs> Felt like it. So that but means Bron- he has to be on the active roster for four weeks. Yes, yes. They can't and, just cut him know, and grab Baker, you know. Yes, and so they'll they'll have to find some space for some quarterbacks or at least one more quarterback there. You know, the Jimmy he'll replace Jimmy on the roster. But if they do decide to pick up Baker, we'll get to that in a second. But Brock mm-hmm. Purdy, could he be the answer? Seventh round rookie. You can't get drafted later than Brock Purdy was drafted. The last pick in the draft. <laughs> right, right. And you call him a seventh rounder, but really it's eight rounds because of all the comp picks. There's one round worth of comp picks every single year. There's 32 extra picks, right? So that's how late Brock Purdy was drafted. He was not undrafted, though, but he was drafted the very last pick. But he's a good player. Played a lot of football in college. Uh, if he was 6'4 and had a bigger arm, you know, would he have been a day two pick? Probably. Um, there, there was talk about him earlier in his career. He was a big time uh, recruit that maybe he would be a, a higher draft pick. But, you know, six one doesn't have a great arm. One of my listeners said his arm was like a two day old. The ball floated like a two day old balloon. And I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> That's kind of like, yeah, yeah, a little shrivelly still, you know, right? Yeah. But in the end, uh, the, he had to, he threw it 37 times, Matt. 25 yeah. of 37, 210 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, sacked a couple of times. He had an 88.8 rating, a 57 QBR. Not terrible. Very Jimmy Garoppolo-like. He's got a little athleticism, a little playmaker ability. Doesn't have a great arm. Mm-hmm. He made a couple ill-advised throws. Uh, got picked off trying to, to hit a one-on-one down the field. So some aggressiveness there with that play- playmakeriness. He tried to go, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Brett Favre across the field. And that could have been disastrous. Uh, but it was it was knocked down by Brandon Ayuk. It was, you know, laid over the middle, something you can't do. So he's going to make some rookie mistakes because he's a rookie. But I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw from Brock Purdy. And as long as he's not making big mistakes, I think they can. I I think it doesn't look that different. And look, he played most of this game and the 49ers still beat a playoff team in the Miami Dolphins. But the question is the, we saw it with, with Mike White last week, right? And then this week, you know, they're having trouble trying to put the ball in the end zone and Mike White ended up throwing for a ton of yards. But, you know, can you adjust to the adjustments when teams are now trying to stop Brock Purdy and the offense might not look a ton different? How does he hold up there? I I would assume the 49ers are, they pretty much have to figure out something else to quarterback even beyond Josh Johnson, which leads me to the guy who was released today. And the timing is interesting because he asked for his release is this Baker Mayfield looking at this situation specifically thinking, oh, man, this is my shot. I got to get out of here. Maybe I can, you know. Get I, the playoffs I, and, and it, enhance your resume. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So Baker Mayfield, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield at this point? I don't even know if he would get claimed on waivers either. I think he might have to. I think he might make it through all the teams and into free agency unless a team like the Rams say want to play keep away from the 49ers mm, and want to claim him, but claiming him is more expensive than just signing him as a free agent. You probably just have to pay whatever prorated veteran minimum for the rest of the year. Yeah. I would Houston want him just in, and think he could be their backup next year. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a handful of teams. He makes a little bit of sense for mm-hmm. the Niners in particular. You said this, but I don't want to burst your two day old bubble too much or your balloon too much. 
anyway, I mean, to me, the test with Purdy, he, he, he passed the first one, but can he still look Purdy? I'm sure everyone says that. I, I can't help it. <laughs> After a defensive coordinator spends a week game planning for him, you know, I mean, like he came in past the first test. The bigger test to me is next week. And I don't even know who they play, but I mean, there will be adjustments to him, of course, but he might pass that too. Who knows? And he looked more, I was, he looked, the, the big test is, when they're coming after you, can you hang in there? Yeah, you look comfortable. They put some heavy. He did like some grit, some toughness, some competitiveness. He's pumping his fist when he throws a touchdown pass. Uh, there's you know a free rusher in his face, and he got off a really nice throw, tight coverage to George Kittle. There's some throws he makes, and and just there's a few things he thought. Okay, there might be a little something here. I don't know if, but but if you're the 49ers, you you can't bank on that either. You have to do what you need to do just to be sure. Even if Purdy proves he is the guy starting going forward and you have someone like Baker Mayfield who's on your bench the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. I hate the Mayfield fit, to be very honest with you. I mean, but all he has to do to make it worth it is be better than Johnson and Purdy, you know, so he could still be that guy. I just think Shanahan's attention to detail, he'll go crazy with Mayfield and some of Mayfield's habits that he doesn't break, like, constantly rolling to his right when he's in trouble or playing hero ball or think he's still the first overall pick type guy when really he just needs to reel it in. I think Shanahan and Baker won't get along at all. <laughs> to be very it's, honest. It's a bad, yeah, it's a bad fit. Yeah. It reminds me of Shanahan with and how he didn't like uh, Johnny Manziel when he was the offensive coordinator. Oh, wow. And he actually Manziel was forced on him. He didn't like him in the draft, and he actually asked, which is a rarity in the NFL. And I guess if your last name is Shanahan, it makes things easier. You're a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> you have a little, a little bit more. Yeah. But he asked to be fired or released from his offensive coordinator duties from the Browns oh. back then, which is something that you don't, you know, you hold. Wasn't on. real worried about getting the next job, I guess. Yeah, so. you you yeah. hold on to the death grip to jobs like that. I guess when your dad's a head coach, you know, you can go to Washington and be the head, the offensive coordinator there. So yeah. it makes it a little bit easier. But um, actually, that was the other way around. Was he in Washington first? Then I think so. In Cleveland, anyway. But I know the the Browns that. owner made them take Manziel. Nobody yeah, yeah. wanted them. All right, right. It's a bad fit. Uh, he's pretty much the opposite of Jimmy Garoppolo from a leadership right. perspective, from a get the ball out quickly, hero ball thing. So, um, but he's the best you can go get. Yeah, right. It's December 5th. Right. Um, we've had too much time just because we have a ton of stuff to talk about, and I don't mm. need to discount the other teams. Are you worried about Miami being a contender after watching this game? I think it made me feel better about the 49ers than bad about the Dolphins. Okay, okay. Makes sense. I didn't know if the Niners D was really, really real. It's really, yeah. really real. It's <laughs> you know? They're ridiculous. They're so good yeah. on all levels. Nick Bosa, by the way, I hope you all were listening when I said you should be pounding that over on the 12 and a half sacks at BetOnline this year. He's already oh, gone yeah. over it. So you ca I cashed that. I hope everybody else out there cashed that. Leading the league now with 14 and a half sacks in the defensive player of the year conversation. They're and getting Eric Armstead back on, on the interior of the defensive line. He had a ton of pressures. He doesn't always show up in the stat book, but he's really important to the 49ers defense. You've got stud linebackers, including the best in the league, probably in Fred Warner. They're playing good on the back end as well. A couple of hiccups in coverage on those two really the two only big plays that the Miami Dolphins had all night, which was one was the first play of the game and then hitting another one over the top with Tyree Hill. Um, 49ers defense is for real, and um, they just need not bad quarterback play, and they should be okay, but... Especially in that probably, conference. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. It, But it does hamper them the rest of the way here. Um, if, if we're, I mean, 
come on, Mr. Irrelevant or quarterbacks, a Super Bowl team. You can't write that script, Matt. Is that really possible for this team? You know, <laughs> it's it's it, it really hurts that long term chance of, of of hoisting Lombardi this year. I mean, beating the Eagles and Dallas and those type of teams is what yeah. you worry. I mean, and yeah, they yeah. may not even win the division now. I mean, Seattle's coming on, but it could be worse. There's no doubt. Last note, I know we need to move on. I said Parsons and Bosa are running away with, you know, the, the defensive player of the year, and I don't know who number three is. Warner might be number three. I mean, which is amazing. Deserve consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we've got Deshaun Watson's debut against the Texans. We've got Lamar Jackson's injury in the narrow win for the Baltimore Ravens over the Denver Broncos and Cincinnati Bengals versus Kansas City Chiefs all that and more coming up next this holiday find what you love at total wine and more with so many great bottles to choose from it's easy to find new favorite single barrel bourbon or the perfect gifts for everyone on your list some help from a friendly guide as well. You're not sure exactly what to get? Well, they can help you find exactly what you need at Total Wine In More. You'll love what you find, and you will find what you love, all with the confidence of knowing you found that special something for someone at the lowest price. Curbside pickup is also available. Delivery all also available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Make sure you drink responsibly and be 21. This holiday, we believe your home should be where your family feels the safest, especially over the holiday season. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Peacock and Williamson listeners 40% off a new security system. So do not put this off. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for the third year in a row. In emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so you can get a higher priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security, advanced sensors for every room, every window, Every door that you need, you can get a sensor for it, and you can have uh, HD security cameras inside and out in just the right spots for your specific situation. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real, and even have hazard sensors like fire detection, smoke detection, floods, and other threats for your home. So don't miss your chance to save big on our favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I want to talk, since we're talking quarterback injuries here. Um, by the way, Baker Mayfield to the, the Baltimore Ravens, they're familiar with him, right? Uh, but I think wow. they're okay with uh with Hundley, the way he has played in in really multiple seasons in a row now getting a chance yeah. to play a lot with with uh, Lamar Jackson's injuries but luckily the the news is that Lamar Jackson's not going to be out for more than maybe a week or two so that is great news and the fact that without Lamar Jackson the Ravens were able to improve to 8 and 4 and narrowly 10 to 9 get by the lowly Denver Broncos so i've read this a bunch i've heard you know Ravens are big stealer you know, rival a lot of Ravens people saying Boy, Huntley's not that much worse than Lamar. Let's save the 40 or 50 million and go get a left tackle and a wide receiver and just hand it to Huntley. 
I'll give you that he's a really good backup and you don't have to change things around, but I'm not exactly there yet on him. But I am interested to watch this stretch. I think it's two different conversations. Is Hundley a nice little piece, stopgap, high-end backup? Yes. Uh, Should you pay Lamar all this money, especially guaranteed with, you know, with with a a running quarterback is going to be a hurt quarterback. And we're seeing more and more injuries for Lamar Jackson the, the older he gets puts himself in hard harm's way you know that contract is its own conversation and if you decide god we can't go to this dollar amount it's just too much guarantees this is too much that's a lamar jackson decision i don't think the tyler hundley hundley thing has to do with lamar jackson though if you put those two together. right right good way of putting it i'm, I'm with you 100 percent. and I, I mean i guess is huntley plus 45 million equal lamar i i don't know about that but i think i would just roll lamar anyway so our, our buddy Mike Sando put this extremely well in his column on The Athletic today, which really just sums this game up. So Denver, first of all, it is 1234 Eastern, as I say these words. My hunch is at 1234 Eastern tomorrow, we might be talking about a coaching change in Denver because it, it can't get worse for this team losing this game. Denver lost that game despite leading for 98% of offensive and defensive snaps. Now, now, how about this? Going back to 1995, teams were 0 and 206 when failing to score more than 10 points, committing two turnovers, and forcing none. That's not that crazy. Minus two in tur- turnover differential, don't get over 10 points. 0 and 206. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's 1 and 206. Like, they really had no business winning this game if Denver has any competency on offense. And um, for the Broncos to be worse on offense than they were last year, it's amazing. you know, it's a, it's a real spit in the face to everybody. And for Russell Wilson to be like probably the worst starting quarterback in the league right now. It, That's it, a real starter, you know, yes. not Allen in Houston right. or you know, the right. Ram situation or right. Yes. You have to, do something different if you're the Broncos. Okay, we really screwed up, and we can undo the coach thing. We can't undo the Russell Wilson thing right now. No, he's going to be there. Yeah. But you can't just say this is cool. Let's just run it back next week the same way. You know I mean? It's just a terrible message. uh, There has to be a coaching change like now. Overall, good news for the Baltimore Ravens, but, you know, a banged-up team for a couple years in a row now, Matt. Uh, they have the same record as the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, though, defeated the Kansas City Chiefs and really just seemed to have their number. 27-24 was the final with the Bengals over the Chiefs. Do you feel like those two teams at 8-4 and four are, are on the same level, or would you put the Bengals right now in a level above the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, two levels above. I mean, the, the real question is the Bengals have, well, starting with this game, had the hardest schedule in the league remaining. Baltimore has the easiest. It's it's honestly one in 32. So who actually wins the division? That I don't know. But if they played 100 times, the Bengals win 80 of them. I mean, the Bengals to me are a tier one team. The Ravens are not a tier two team. I've had concerns about them before Lamar, especially offensively. I think a coaching change on the offensive side of the ball for Baltimore is warranted and there's some talk that their OC might take the Stanford job that might be best for everybody um Mm. but I am super impressed with Bengals coaching I've been hard on their coaching staff I think their defense coordinator superb but I you got to give credit to the head guy as well the adjustments they've made on offense I've said this for a few weeks now and and I'm not trying to you know blow my own horn here 
but I think the two best quarterbacks on the planet played in Cincinnati yesterday. And I still think Mahomes is number one. And I'm not worried about the Chiefs in the slightest. I mean, they had a bad Kelsey fumble there, but um, and I don't think, oh, the Bengals have their number, but they have beat them three times in the 2022 calendar year, which is pretty yeah. crazy. I think since he's legit, legit, legit. Cincinnati Bengals getting back to Mar Chase as mm-hmm. well and beat the Chiefs 27-24 here and just seem to be playing at, at a different level than than really everybody in the league right now. And, and the Chiefs were kind of yeah. coming into this. And I think yeah, if you rolled this game back, the Chiefs might have actually fumbled away this game and could have potentially won. So mm-hmm. really tight, and it makes you excited for those AFC playoffs because there's probably one more coming. And, and can the Chiefs can – the, can the Bengals make it four in a row if they face the Chiefs again in the AFC playoffs? Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm not saying Buffalo's out of it by no means. We already referenced Miami. But, boy, I mean, there are some powerhouses in, in the AFC. Yeah, power rankings right now, Chiefs and Bengals are playing probably over the Bills. I, I think. You I know. think. I mean, but boy, Dallas and Philly look great, too. We even even got a chance to talk about that. I mean, like and there's some yeah. five or six really good teams right now. And right. I, well, we'll get to some of those other games. We had a blowout, yeah, a yeah. blowout wins. We had a tie in the NFC East, kissing your sister with the, the commanders and the Giants there. We'll finish up this episode, wrapping up week 13, except for Monday Night Football, which is still to come on Peacock and Williamson. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you do is you pick two to five players. They score more or less than their Price Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. So you're looking at Monday Night Football, and you're thinking to yourself, man, okay, uh, I think that there is a projection for maybe Tom Brady to bounce back in a big way and go nuts on the Saints. You take the oh, you take the more than his projection for passing yards there. Maybe Alvin Kamara, maybe a defensive struggle. You want to pick some less thans for the projections for the Saints Bucks on Monday Night Football. You can find all of those projections at Prize Picks on the Prize Picks app or prizepicks.com and you're not picking an entire team. Remember, you're picking just two to five players and looking at those projections. And you look through the projections, find which ones you like and you just can attack those. You're not competing against other people, not putting together a whole team. And those entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And of course, this is daily fantasy. So you're playing every single day. NFL projections, NBA projections, golf projections, uh, college sports, motor sports, combat sports, esports, you name it. You can find projections at Price Picks. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50 more to play with. So don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We mentioned that tie there. NFC East, big-time playoff seeding implications here with the NFC east commanders and giants and in a lot of ways maybe a best case for these two teams to just kind of tie and make sure that they don't screw up their own chance to make the playoffs because the thing you don't want to do if you're the commanders of the giants is lose both of these games so tying is is just as good here or what we talked about is a handshake win and win with these two teams but uh they ended up tying 20 to 20 
overtime, no scores in the overtime period. The Commanders now 7-5, and five, the Giants now 7-4, and four, but the Seahawks are lurking in that NFC playoff picture for those Commanders. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of the tie. I think you said that better than I would have, and that this probably helps both these teams' chances of getting in, but... You know, one seven five and one. The other one is seven four and one. Commanders go to a bye. Giants play the Eagles. So when they meet again in two weeks, I think they're very likely to both be seven five and one. Maybe they'll tie again. Um, you know, but could a team like Detroit come and pass them? They're they're getting kind of hot. There's not a lot of teams nipping at their heels. So I do think there's a very good chance, which I didn't believe before, that four teams from the East might go and. They had similar strategies. They both want to run the ball like crazy. And then, you know, New York only handed the ball to Jones or Barkley. You know, Washington possessed the football a little bit better and had a wider array. But this was truly an even game to me. I mean, I, I, I didn't leave either game going, man. And you saw all their faces walking off the field. No one was like, man, I'm glad we squeaked out a tie in that one. We were getting our butts kicked. You know, it was just both like mm, kissing their sister, yeah. you know. Commanders seven five and one, Giants seven four and one. They stayed right where they're at, but the Seahawks at seven and five now, beating the Rams. And um, I would, pr- it's hard with those teams, but if you're power ranking those teams, I, I might, you know, and, and those look, three they, you're talking about, yeah, those three teams. Oh, so watching DK Metcalf go for 127 yeah. yards and a touchdown, Tyler Lockett 128 yards and a touchdown. Um, Geno Smith's going crazy this year and, he, and he's not stopping, you know, 367 yards in this game, 116.1 passer rating, three touchdowns to one interception. I mean, I might put Seattle over both of those teams if, and they're, and they're essentially tied at this point and, and get to uh, have a shotgun start for the rest of the way. Just a, a little news that popped up on my phone is uh, Pete Carroll said, Kenneth Walker has a strain in his foot, not a, a sprain. Like there was a lot of thought that Walker could be out for a while. That sounds promising on a Monday morning. I think I would put Seattle over those teams and Heineke has been a nice story, but I think Gino's the best quarterback of the trio, certainly the best passing game and explosiveness on offense, especially if Walker doesn't miss a lot of time. Yeah. And I do think Seattle's going to end up in the playoffs. All three of those teams are probably fodder for the good NFC teams. Um, they struggled with the Rams more than I expected, though. I mean, a Wolford-led Rams team hung around here quite a bit. And correct me if I'm wrong, but in your uh, rock-paper-scissor division, Rams are the rock to the Seahawks' scissor, right? Yes. I think I think they have the Seahawks' number more often yes, than the other yes. way around. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And the Seahawks have the Niners number. Niners have Rams number. Right. And yeah. Mm. Gotcha. <laughs> How about this, though? Just as we all suspected, Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy for the NFC West first place lead in about 10 days on Thursday Night Football while the you know Matthew Stafford's Rams and Kyler Murray's Arizona Cardinals are pretty much out of it. Yeah, just the way we drew it up. You know, yep. No, no okay. doubt about it. Uh, interesting stuff. I, mean, I think Seattle's an unbelievably interesting team, and Pete Carroll deserves a ton of credit as well. I mean, uh, maybe this wasn't the prettiest win, but I don't care. I mean, the fact that they're seven and five right now and beating division teams at this stage of the of the, the, the the league year is impressive. A couple of quick notes: Eagles really beaten up on the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans yeah. have faced five teams that would be in the playoffs right now and have lost to all of them. 
one of these teams looked like a real contender. The other one looked like the leader of a terrible division. Um, I give the Eagles front office a lot of credit too. They went out and signed those D tackles and now the first round pick is back and Henry does nothing. And you kind of know the rest. Unfortunately for Tennessee, Burks got hurt in this game too. He was someone that was starting to be exciting, you know? Uh, Aaron Rodgers continues his ownership over the Bears, but it looked like that was in danger for the first, uh, really uh, up until about the fourth quarter of the yeah. game. Justin Fields did rip off another long touchdown run, but a couple of couple interceptions killed him. So, you know, it, it's still that way. And maybe next year it finally flips some more development from Justin Fields. You can't throw those picks if it, one of those is a touchdown. And maybe we're talking about the Bears finally having an opportunity to not be owned by Aaron Rodgers and those Packers if Rodgers is even still the quarterback next year. But for this one, you know, he's saluting the crowd. Uh, he's got one more on the Chicago Bears and maybe even the last one. Yeah, and you know, Fields had a big long run as he often does. And other than that, their their offense predictably sputtered. Um, I, I think the takeaway with the Packers is obviously what's going on with the quarterback situation. It's going to be Rodgers as long as he wants. And Christian Watson's really a dude, you know, like oh, yeah. that is a big development in Green Bay that they have. I don't say a number one receiver, but a really exciting young receiver. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting really comfortable making plays. He's got yeah. so much speed and, and ability. So um, last one here, which is the Cleveland Browns beating the Texans 27-14. But it was a lot closer to that. And in fact, for a while, it looked like a baseball score. It looked like the Astros and um with a five, nothing lead in that game in the second quarter after a safety and a field goal. And Deshaun Watson did not look good in his debut, but the Browns were just a better team and were able to sneak out of there with a win. Yeah. He was quite bad to be honest with you. And I'm not going to say he's a Boston. I've heard people saying he's the next Russell Wilson. They're going to regret every, you know, give him a couple weeks or a week at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll be better than this, you know, and that being said, I thought they would even run for more yardage on Houston and Houston wasn't an embarrassment in this game, but playing Kyle Allen to me is, I mean, he had a three QBR in this game. I mean, you can't tell me he's better than Davis mills. I mean, you just can't tell me that. No. And maybe they realized, all right, well, we saw that and that's, you know, this is, but clearly a lot of work to do, including now quarterback. There's multiple yeah. teams that went into the season. weren't quite sure exactly what they were going to get at quarterback. Uh, some of them found something they liked a lot. Uh, a lot of them found something that they didn't really like all that much. And they're going to go back to the drawing board. The Houston Texans, I think is going to be one of those. Although Mills, Allen, whoever it is, doesn't have a ton of help either. No, they sure don't. I mean, they're, they're going to get the first pick in the draft. There's not many predictions. I feel more confident about in that one right now. More Peacock and Williamson coming up this week every day as we do. Make sure you check out everything else, else the network has to offer, including Locked On Sports today featuring one Brian Peacock uh, on Monday's episode. Nice. And Matt and I will be back tomorrow breaking down the rest of the league, including Monday Night Football right here. Peacock and Williamson.